of, of these um, of these different of these different connections between us and God, which struck you in a new way, or one that you connected to that you may not have considered which in the past, the most? which bothered you the most? <laughs> you want to go that way? Yeah. Yeah. Can we give a little background on, I guess, maybe who the author of this particular is, or where it comes from? Yeah, that won't take a lot of time because nobody knows. Um, the, main, the, the basic thing when you're trying to figure out who wrote Piyutim is, the easiest way is when they actually write their name in the Piyut. Um, like, um, the, the earliest person who's signing Piyutim is, uh, is Yossi Ben Yossi, we talked about him yesterday, also Yanai. Um, but there's a lot of Piyutim where that, that is the case. Um, the ones, and, the, and the other way you can figure out is by style, um, which is a little bit more subjective, obviously, but um, s- the basic rule of thumb is the simpler, the older. So if you can understand it, it's probably old, unless it's post-classical, in which case they're copying an old version, but they're newer. <laughs> um, but like, if you think of like, um, um, you know, Anenu Adonai Anenu, Trusein Slichot. That's a pretty simple poem. It's Anenu ex Anenu. And it runs all the way through. Um, uh, then you get to like really what's known as the jeweled style, which is like the most complex style. And that's later. Um, so so the, the jeweled style is like the Avoda. Like if you can understand the um, uh, Amitzkoa, you have very, very good Hebrew and rabbinic knowledge. Because they're trying to make it very, very complicated. Whereas this is not trying to be opaque. So it probably is old, unless it's later and trying to copy an old style. Because I was trying to figure out how much of the meaning was due to the structure of it, and if that was about a certain time or person or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to know. I would say, when I say old, also, I mean 4th, 5th, 6th century. Um, once you get into the Avoda stuff, you're talking 7th, 8th, ninth century. And then the... the Backlash against the insanity complex stuff is like 10th century and later. So, um, okay, but which, which any pairs or, or images that, um, that stood out to you that, that were interesting to you, moved you, you hated a lot more than you used to, or whatever? <laughs> yeah. um, I was struck by how I actually really like the ending the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending. I like the, the last ending the most. Sorry, I'll talk a little louder. Um, I like that the these sorry the these two pairs seem to go together to me, um, and that it's very picturing like someone representing the people going into the king's court and like trying to get something stamped and. That's Aruamecha and Atamalkenu. Right, uh-huh. and then, and then the person goes into the court and. He presents his document, um, and then the king stamps it, and then it's dead. It's done. It's like, you know, the process is done, and, you know, then they can go their separate ways or do whatever else they have to do the rest of the day, and that's kind of like the, I swear to you, you swear to me, contract signed. Good, okay, good. So I, w- I want to come back to that last diet, um, but maybe we'll take a couple other, other lines before we move back to that. You want to say, Liz? You can say that too. One, I just think that's so funny what you just said because when I think of going to get a document stamped anywhere, it, it just reeks of like frustration and standing in a line and being annoyed. And, and but you know what? Sometimes waiting for God is like that. 
So, um, so anyway, thank we have, you. We have new language for your frustration with waiting for God. <laughs> yeah, because the it, bureaucratic it, picture. We also enjoyed the last, the last, um, the, the last one, which you're going to talk about. But um, thinking about the shepherd and the. Um, the vintner, I'm mean, sort of thinking about, you know, God helping helping us realize potential in a sort of guided, you know, a guided way, a cultivating way, a caring way, but also a way that allows for the natural growth of each individual person, mm. grape, natural being. Um, and we liked that. I was saying that w- w- this is sort of reminding me of some of the stuff that we looked at yesterday in terms of the movement of images. We start with, you know, the nation, which is the corporate, Amecha, and then it's, um, you know, this parental relationship, which seems more narrow than, uh, you know, a nation uh, image. And then you're moving into, um, um, you know, the, the animal images, like Tzoncha and Ro'enu, and, the, and then the vegetation, you know, Karmacha and Notrenu, which we saw, I think yesterday we saw that with the, the sky and the, and, the, and the vegetation as images that are played around with here. But the fact that we can pretend to be something that grows up from the ground, literally, um, you know, in, in this in this set, or something that um, we associate with sacrifices, or that we associate with the non-human world, the, the sheep, um, just might expand the way that we think of ourselves, and not necessarily also how we think about God. As you say, it's a very beautiful language about what it would mean to grow from the ground. Um, you know, how each one needs to be uh, tilled, as it were. That uh, other thoughts or or uh, connections over here? Yeah. I really liked that. The Atzah just because, like, I think it's really cool to have, like, us as the community, and God is sort of the the space that we're in, uh-huh. or the space that we're on, as it might be, depending on how you want to translate it. Yeah, it is also interesting how they move from, even if you're going for corporate language, from Am to Kahal. Um, you know, Am is a very sort of political entity, you could imagine, <laughs> uh, whereas Kahal is, is sort of people gathered for a purpose of let's say, finding their, their chilek, finding their, their portion or their place. Um, so, so we have limited time. I just wanted to, to look at... Oh, yeah, you want to say, Lee, please. Oh, just, we really liked the last part as well. Um, the very last part where it says, Anu ma'amirecha ha ma'amireinu. All of the rest of it... We saw the source for that, and there's a hierarchy in the source, but just given its face value, that one's almost completely equivalent. We say things, you say things, and whereas the whole rest of it is very hierarchical, very much so, right? That's kind of the nature of it. So there's something beautiful about that, that it goes hierarchy, hierarchy, and all of a sudden there's this equivalence. Yeah, I, I think that also reminds me of Ya'aleh. The last line in Ya'aleh is... Um, um, Who's going to remind me? Look it up. It's something like, you come to us and we come to you. Um, so the, the, there is this equivalency that's not... All the other ones have different images, and this is the only one where it's the same image. Do you want to add to that? Yeah. Or, I think it's a little odd, <coughs> given the timing of Yom Kippur, that we spend so much of this and the rest of Yom Kippur sort of begging for forgiveness, praising God, and then, you know, here, to end it, we're saying, you know, is something on more of a level playing field and more transactional. So I don't, I don't really know where that comes from. Yeah, it, well, it's fa- there are very few opportunities, I think, for you to have the equal connection between us and God. And, of course, the, the, the context of this poem is right in the middle of Slichot. You're about to turn the page and say, Ashamnu. In fact, in some versions, it's, uh, when you do turn the page, it's, um, you know... 
Anu Hashem v'atam alei rachamim. It starts to contrast us and God with we're filled with sin and you're, you're the only one who can forgive us. But there's this moment, like this glimmer of like we are on the same, the same playing field for a second. Yeah, do you want to add to that? Um, I was just curious a little bit about the word, the usage of the word ma'amar. I mean, I, I see where the source is, but... Uh... Yeah, so, so let's just talk about that word. We talked about it with some of the groups, and then I'm going to show you one last source in O'Shea, and then we're going to go back to singing. So the word ma'amirecha v'ata ma'amirena, I have to admit, for my, until I started looking into the poem, I was always like just, um, those words just kind of ran by me. I was like, oh, it's something to do with Amar. I don't know, anyways, moving on to the next, let's start beating our chest. But Amar, so the root is Amar, but it's the hifil of Amar. So it's the causative of Amar. So what does it mean for you to say to God, Anu ma'amirecha, we are causing you to Amar, right? As, and you are causing us to Amar, right? Now that's what's come, so... As a result of that being somewhat theologically complex, that we cause God to say something, there are a number of different translations for this. I mean, Corin said, he's playing with it when he says, we give you our word and you give us yours, but it doesn't actually have the causative side of it there. Um, there are, you know, other, if you just look in the translation in Deuteronomy, um, the source that I brought you is on page 7, um, some of them translated as a swear, like nishba. Like, to cause someone is that, you know, we, we, we swear. But there's, but there's also sort of love language, like betrothed is another way that they read it. Um, and the, the, the Midrash from the, um, that the way the rabbis read it in Brachot, I think, speaks to that. This is, I think it's an amazing studio, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll look at this very briefly, and then we'll end with Hosea. Um, so I'm on the bottom of page 7. Amar the Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak the Rav Chia bar Avi. This is an amazing story in the, in the Gemara. By the way, on the next page in the Gemara, they're going to talk about what does God daven. <laughs> um, but first, before we say what God davens, we say, what does God, does God wear tefillin? Yes, God wears tefillin. Ah, so the tefillin that God wears, what's inside them? What's written inside God's tefillin? Who is like you, Israel, one nation in the land? Why? What is... Because our tefillin say, Shema Yisrael Adonai right? Now, this is a great understanding of what does it mean when we say the Shema. This is like, even the things we think we understand, we don't understand them. Ah, oh, what am I saying when I say the Shema? Shema Yisrael Adonai Adonai Translate Adonai One. The Lord is one. But here's the problem. How do you translate, Umi kam chai Yisrael goy echad ba'aretz? One nation in the, in, the, in the land. Is there one nation in the land? No. <laughs> Take a look. There's a lot of nations, right? So what, what, what else could one mean? One among them. Unique, special. My one. The one and only. My one. Right? It's a relational word. Right? Um, um, like in the Akedah, your only child. Correct. Exactly. Yechidcha. In the Akedah. Not your only child, that is to say, you don't have another children, child, but you have a relationship here. Okay, Shema Yisrael Adonai, so, so let's see. So God says, you are, Israel, you are one nation to me. That is to say, you are my one and only. Um, now, does, uh, then the Gemara asks, Does the Holy One actually praise Israel? 
And the answer is, in. Yes, God does. Dichtiv. And now he's quoting our section. Et Adonai ha'emarta hayom. And uchtiv v'adonai ha'emir hayom. How are they reading this parallel <laughs> construction of God ha'emars us and we ha'emar God? Amar la'am ha'chadosh baruch hu Yisrael, atem asituni chativa achad ba'olam, v'ani eserchem chativa achad ba'olam. You make me, you make us into one precious, unique entity. I will make you into one precious, unique entity. You made me into a precious, unique entity when, when, it said, when you said, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. By the way, the Bible is totally fine with other gods. Right? Michamocha Ba'ilim Adonai. Who is like you among the, among the gods? It's not a monotheistic um, book. But it is a book about God is the one that we cho- choose. God is higher than the other gods, right? So we say, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. And God says, These are both phrases. By me saying a phrase, I turn God into something. I actually impact God with my word. Right? God was not relational to me until I said, It's like saying, I do under the chuppah. Right? You have a relationship established. So, is sort of the ultimate in establishing the relationship. That's why it has something to do, I think, with betrothal. Um, as it's translated there. Now, the last thing I wanted to bring you, which is also on Ma'am um, Yurecha, but sort of on the poem as a whole, there's a section in Hosea, we actually say we put on the tefillin, which is related to the tefillin discussion in the Gemara. We say in, in Hosea chapter 2, we quote, Be'eras tichli le'olam, be'eras tichli b'tzedak mishpat v'chesed rachamim, be'eras tichli be'emunavi adat et Hashem. I'm betrothing God in all these attributes. Right after that betrothal in Hosea chapter 2, the end, just listen to the words and you'll see how it relates to the poem. This is describing the end relationship, the end of days, the nachala, end, end relationship with God, where we say to God, where God says to us, excuse me, v'richamti et lo ruchama, God says, I will give mercy, I will have mercy for that who has no mercy, that is to say, the one I had no, no mercy on before, now I'm going to have mercy on you. Ve'amarti, he'emircha, sort of, I say to the one who is not my nation, you are my nation. And he will say back, you are my God. So actually takes us back to the beginning of the poem, which is once we get onto the relationship plane, where we are betrothing each other, that's also recalling this future time when we actually say, oh yeah, I, I really am your nation. You really are my God. Not right now. That's like, we're not there yet, but we're hoping to get there. And that's sort of what the, the ultimate goal of this whole Yom Kippur encounter thing is. So I leave this for you as a poem to uh, explore more deeply your connection with God and different images.